My name is Megan. I'm a stay-at-home wife and mom. We live in the beautiful state of Montana. I'm the creator of the blog and YouTube channel, Wilson Homestead. Join me as I share my passion for homesteading life, motherhood, from scratch cooking, and life in the farmhouse. Today, I wanna to talk about preparing for the second wave of COVID. There are some particular things that you should consider for the rest of this fall and this upcoming winter that are gonna be really important. Regardless of what COVID does or what the media says, it's just really important to think about these things. And whether or not what happens this winter is a direct result of COVID or just people's fearful reaction to it, because of how hyped up the media is about it. There are still things that are gonna happen because of the pandemic that we need to be ready for. Pretty much all the experts agree that there will be a second wave. If you look back through history, at the history of pandemics, there's always a second wave. And I'm not trying to scare anyone or predict what's gonna happen in the future, but history is our guide and we just always need to be prepared for what might happen because you just never know. The fact is there might be some economic issues coming up soon. There might be resource scarcity issues. So there's just, things coming up as a result of the chaos and the economy shutting down and people being so afraid of this virus that it's really gonna affect our daily lives if we don't prepare as much as we can now. I think as homesteaders, we are generally just a lot more prepared than, than typical people anyway. I think it's just one of the, the facets of being a homesteader is that you preserve all your food, you're prepared for emergencies. So we really have just always had this frame of mind anyway, which has been such a blessing with how much everything shut down this spring. We have just been really thankful and blessed that we have prepared prior to that, but we are even doing more pre preparation before this winter. And so I just wanna give you some of the ideas that I've had when I'm thinking about what I'm preparing for, for our family, regardless of what is happening in our country right now, it is good to have a storage of food and supplies in general. I am always so shocked when I hear that people have to go to the grocery store like once a week or even twice a week because they just don't have that much food in their pantries. Like that is just so, far from how we live our lifestyle that it kind of like baffles me. Before the pandemic, we probably had about six months worth of food in our house. And now that I've prepared a bit more, we probably have about a year's worth, especially if we ration out all the food we have in our home will really last us a long time. A lot of it was from our garden or from local farmers that I actually preserved myself. You can see just a little taste of my food preservation behind me on these shelves in our kitchen. So in my opinion, everyone can believe what they want to about COVID, but in my opinion, it's not as serious as the media would like you to believe, but it's still a really real possibility that the, the stores could close down again this winter. And so regardless of your stance on the stuff that's going on lately, it's just important to be ready for whatever's gonna happen. And I think a lot more people are starting to see the reality of this, which is so exciting that more people are starting to do canning and preserving and having more of a food storage and starting to garden and raise animals. All this stuff is so exciting and I'm so glad that more people are doing this. But let's go over some of the things that we are doing to prepare now. So the first thing that I think about when being prepared is having a good food storage. And there's a couple easy ways to do this. I know it can be really daunting for someone who maybe goes to the store every week to think about having like six months of food stored up. But my first tip is to always just buy a little bit extra whenever you go to the store. So this can be a really easy and affordable way to build up your food storage. So when you're at the store and you get flour or oil or sugar or whatever you're buying, just grab one extra. And every time you do this, you'll add one extra of, the, of each item to your food storage. So it's not gonna be super overwhelming. You don't have to buy go out and buy $1,000 worth of food all at once. Just a little bit every time you go to the store is really gonna make a difference if you do it consistently. The next tip is to buy in bulk. Buy in bulk as much as you possibly can. I think we buy like 99% of our food in bulk these days. Some of the things that are probably gonna go off the shelves first are meat, grains, sugar, oils. I've stocked up on olive oil. So find a place that sells, sells these staples in bulk and buy them. 
if you can find a local farmer to buy like half of a steer, that's really gonna stock you up on meat. We're actually gonna be getting a quarter of one of my grandparents' steers this November, so we'll be stocked up on meat through the winter. But a lot of the things like rice and beans and a lot of the staples that you can buy in bulk really cheaply are gonna be the things that go first and it's gonna be harder to find them. Buying in bulk and creating your food storage doesn't mean that all this food is gonna go to waste just because you have extra. You're just not gonna have to buy them for a while, which is really nice and convenient. And that just puts you in a really, really great position if things get scarce. And also, buying in bulk is a lot cheaper than buying just a couple servings of a particular item from like the local grocery store. So even though you might be buying more at once, so you will probably be spending more at one time, overall it's gonna save you a lot of money. So my favorite, my two favorite places to buy in bulk are Azure Standard and Costco. I know Costco lately has been, at least in our area, been kind of strict on masks. So I have been ordering a lot more from Azure. Like we haven't been to Costco in like five months. It's ridiculous. But in general, I do really like Costco. They have some things there that are more expensive at Azure. So I kind of get some from each place. But Azure Standard is an online bulk food store. And basically how it works is you can either have it shipped to you, you have to pay for shipping, or you find, you put in your zip code, you find your area and you find a drop. And once a month they send a big semi truck full of everyone's orders from that area and you all go pick it up on one particular day of the month. So it's really nice and convenient. It's nice that you can just get everything all at once. You don't have, you don't have to like go to a bunch of different stores. So I really enjoy Azure. They, it has been a little bit hard to get certain things from them just because of the volume of orders they have lately, but I highly recommend Azure. I will link all these things down, down in the description box below. So don't worry about having to go find stuff because it's all gonna be below. And buying in bulk also allows us to eat healthy for a lot cheaper. I think if we were buying smaller servings of stuff, we would be spending more and we wouldn't be able to eat as healthy as we do now. One kind of mini tip is to start a sourdough starter. I know one of the things that really went off the shelves fast when COVID first hit this spring was yeast. It was like impossible to find yeast, which thankfully wasn't a problem for us because last winter I started a sourdough starter and it will actually rise your bread for you. So not only will you not have to go find yeast at the store, this is just a replenishing natural wild yeast that you can manage yourself. Plus it also gives you the added benefit of fermenting your grains, which actually makes them a lot healthier and easier to digest. Buy bulk animal feed. I talked about buying bulk food for yourselves, but also do this for your animal feed. Buying bulk for them is gonna be a lot cheaper in the long run, and it's also really nice to know that we have months and months of chicken and rabbit feeds stored up so that they will not go hungry if we can't get feed in the winter. Also a great way to make your chicken feed last longer is to soak it. If you soak the grains for a few days and then give it to them, it'll be a lot easier to digest so they'll actually get more nutrients from the feed than if it was just dry, which is a great tip for making it last longer. And also supplement your animals with as much kitchen scraps as you can. So we actually, all of our kitchen scraps to our chickens, we actually put it in the compost bin and they scratch through and eat as much as they can. And then whatever they don't eat gets composted and used for next year's garden. So it's this really great system where nothing goes to waste and I love it. Also think about food storage materials. So when you start buying all this food in bulk, you're gonna need something to store it in. So buying some sort of food storage container will make it last longer. You don't wanna just store it in like a paper bag or something that it comes in, unless it's really sealed well. And also keep the mice away from it. So it's gonna last, make the food last a lot longer in general. For all of our dry food storage, we actually use big five gallon buckets with gamma seals. This is what I store our gluten-free oats, our rice, our beans, our flaxseed meal, einkorn berries, and water glass eggs. And you can find these really great gamma seals on Azure Standard, that's where I got mine. Another really great option for dry food is Mylar bags with the oxygen absorbers. It's really important to get the oxygen absorbers as well as the bags. As well as freezer bags, those are a really great option for stuff you wanna freeze. I also love using canning jars for freezing stuff, but you, 
The only problem with that is you have to have a lot of canning jars. Freezer bags tend to go a lot longer, but I try to be as zero waste as I can, so I really like using reusable stuff to freeze in. You can also get those sealing bags where you get those food saver machines that like suck all the air out of the bag, so that's a really great way to store our food as well. And that brings me to my single favorite way to preserve food, and that is canning. I just love that you can store all this food in canning jars for a really long time, like a year or so and it doesn't require any electricity to store them. So I like that even if our freezer goes out, all of my jars of canned goods are gonna stay really good. So that makes me really happy. But it's also really important to get your hands on as many as you can now, because they're gonna be really scarce. They're already kind of scarce. I already have several hundred jars and I'm still on the lookout for good deals that I can find always. So really great places to find used canning jars and that's normally where I can find the best deal is either at like garage sales or estate sales or on Facebook Marketplace. Just make sure you know what jars are worth in your area before you go looking for them. Canning lids have been super scarce this year. Everyone is going out and buying canning lids. Unfortunately, even if they aren't canning, they're just buying them because they're panicked. So it's been really hard for me to find canning lids this year. Normally, I just buy them from our local Ace Hardware, but they have been completely out. So I've had the hardest time finding canning lids this year, and I've actually come to a screeching halt in my canning because I don't have lids, which is really unfortunate. There are a few online places that have some good deals. I did buy some from Lehman's earlier this year. I bought them like four months ago, but they've been back ordered, so it's still gonna be a little bit before I get them, but I ordered 250 of each size of the lids. So once I get those, I'll be like stocked up, but it's just getting them here is the problem. Uline has a really great deal on regular metal lids. I think they're only like 240 a box, which is excellent. I can't even normally find them that cheap locally. This year, I also ordered some of those Tadler's reusable lids, which I have been really wanting to try out. But my friend sent me this website where you can find all these like different packs of these Tadler's reusable lids. They're actually cheaper than like disposable canning lids, which is crazy to me. But make sure you check those sources out if you're looking for lids and hopefully they still have some when you guys see this video. But definitely go check out your local stores. Usually you can find them at grocery stores or hardware stores because I don't think the online sources are gonna be there for very long. But honestly, whenever I find any jars or lids that's even a remotely good deal, I've been buying them because I will definitely use them and I don't know when I'll find more. You can also dehydrate or freeze dry food. I haven't personally freeze dried, but I have a dehydrator and we really, really love, especially dehydrated fruit, it makes a really healthy and filling snack. It's especially helpful if you're low on canning supplies. This fall, I have been really low on lids, as I said, and I needed to can some apples, so I just dehydrated apple chips instead, and that's a really great way to still be able to enjoy them. I like to dehydrate apples, pears, bananas, strawberries, pineapple, whatever I can find locally. And also what, whenever there's a sale at the store, I will buy some and dehydrate it. Look for good deals from your local orchard or farm store. A lot of times they'll sell Imperfects for really cheap, which is great because we don't really need all this food to look super pretty. We just need it to fill us up and be a good food storage. So make sure you keep that in mind if you didn't plant a garden or you just did a small one, but you still wanna preserve some food. The next thing is make sure you have seeds on hand if you want to plant a garden next year. So if you don't wanna plant a garden, you can skip this part. But having seeds for this next summer, spring and summer and fall, and also possibly even next year as well, is gonna be really handy. I know we ordered seeds this last spring, just in time, because like right after we ordered them, they all sold out. Actually, Baker Creek shut down their website. So I'm really glad we ordered when we did, because we were able to have a really nice big garden and preserve a lot of food from it. But if you haven't already, go ahead and order seeds for this next year. 
Our two favorite online seed stores are Baker Creek and M.I. Gardener. They both have really high quality seeds. The next thing that's gonna be really important to think about is getting a water filtration system. Whether or not there's a pandemic or a natural disaster, there are cities that will have water brands for months at a time because the water becomes contaminated. So even for other situations that aren't necessarily like the one we're in now, it's gonna be really important to have a water filtration system. I can't stress this enough. Even just for your regular life, we are on city water and it'll help filter out the chlorine and fluoride that's in your water that you really don't wanna be drinking. We have right here a Berkey water filtration system and I cannot recommend this enough. We love this thing. This is an imperial size Berkey. Before this, we had just a little portable like pitcher filter that was kind of annoying to fill so often and it just didn't filter as much as the Berkey does. This is probably the highest quality, the best filter you can get out there for especially a large family. But this is so, so important. We even have those little straw water filters in our cars for emergencies. You can drink out of like the river or streams with those and it'll filter the water as you drink it, which is really cool. But if there's another lockdown or even a grid down situation, this is gonna be really important to have. And I don't wanna freak anyone out. I just want you guys to think about what might be important to have. The next thing to consider is home products. So the first section I wanna talk about in this is cleaning. I have cleaned everything with vinegar and essential oils for years and years. So for us, it's really simple to just order extra vinegar to have on hand in case we can't order anymore. I just bought a five gallon bucket of apple cider vinegar from Azure because we will use it. I use it for canning, for cleaning, for cooking, all kinds of stuff. So I definitely go through a lot of vinegar. But if you use regular store-bought cleaners, you're gonna wanna buy some extra to have in case. So you can do the same thing as when you try to stock up on your food storage, just buy one extra when you go to buy some. Make sure you're stocked up on soap bars and shampoo, or if you want to learn to make your own, I have some tutorials on YouTube. I make my own soap bars. I also make our own shampoo. So I make sure to stock up on all the ingredients. So for my soap bars, I made sure to buy a bunch of lye. I actually bought a five gallon bucket of lye. I have like five one gallon buckets of coconut oil upstairs, which is what I mainly use as the base of my soap. I also use castile soap for like shampoo and hand soap. So I bought several gallons of that as well. The next thing is paper goods. This includes things like paper towels, toilet paper, napkins, even Kleenex if you use those things. When the pandemic first hit the spring, toilet paper was <laughs> really, really rare. Like everyone was just buying it up like crazy. But again, don't go and buy a year's worth. Just get one extra one every time you go. Don't be like super excessive with it. Thankfully, years ago, we actually stopped buying any paper towels or napkins or Kleenex and we use just cloth. So I have some towels that we use for paper towels. We have little rags for like napkin and stuff. So they're all reusable, so I don't have to worry about that. I just need to have a way to clean them. So that, and that's really easy. You can even hand wash all the stuff if you need to. And then more recently, it was after, or during the pandemic, I actually switched the majority of our toilet paper over to cloth wipes as well. I tend to try to be as low waste and sustainably minded as possible. So that has been super helpful for us with this all the stuff going on. So even though toilet paper was low in the store, we didn't really have to worry about that. Let's talk about baby supplies. And I know not everyone is gonna need to consider this, but if you're pregnant or you have children, or even if you're thinking about getting pregnant soon, you're gonna to wanna to consider this. First thing is baby clothes. Make sure you're stocked up on baby clothes for the, at least the, maybe even the first year. I actually have all, both my children's clothes. I have a boy and a girl. So I have both genders of clothes up to like five years. So we are very stocked up on those. But I always go to consignment sales when whenever they happen, so I get the clothes for a lot cheaper, and I just stock up when there's sales. And because I have both boy and girl clothes, they'll last through all of our future children if they have to. Get some baby shampoo or soap. 
I used diluted castile soap for this because it's really gentle on their skin. It is not full of toxins and chemicals like a lot of the store-bought ones are. And it's also a lot cheaper. And I have it anyway because I buy it for the other stuff that I talked about before. So I use castile soap for like everything. Also think about diaper ash cream. Make sure you stock up on that or learn to make your own. I actually have a tutorial that I will link below on how to make a really, really effective and easy diaper ash cream. Cloth diapers and wipes. I have pretty much exclusively cloth diapered both of my children besides like maybe a week when they were newborns. But my daughter is about 22 months and my son is seven months and they have been exclusively cloth diapered. This has not only saved hundreds of dollars, but I don't have to worry about the store running out of disposable diapers. And even if our electricity goes out, I can hand wash them and hang them to dry. So it's just a really, really great way to make sure you always have diapers for your kids and it'll save you a lot of money in the long run. I have a ton of info on cloth diapering on YouTube. I will link the playlist down below with all of my videos. So if you're thinking about starting or you, you just have no, <laughs> no idea where to start, Go check out that playlist because I have a lot of good info in there. I will also link my Amazon storefront where I have all of my cloth diaper supplies linked in there. But if you don't cloth diaper or you're not even considering cloth diapering, make sure you stock up on disposable diapers from the store. The next section is feminine care. This includes a bunch of different things. First of all, make sure you have everything you need for your menstrual cycle because it's going to come every single month whether or not you have prepared for it or stocked up on pads or anything. I personally use cloth pads or a diva cup for my bleeding, so again, that is just a really great way to have something that's more self-sufficient. You don't have to go to the store and try to find tampons or pads or anything. If you're pregnant, I would recommend getting a home birth kit. Even if you're planning a hospital or a birth center birth, there is a possibility that they could be closed. The kind of laws or rules could change in your area. A lot of areas are not allowing partners or doulas to be there with you during your birth, which is really concerning. So even if you are planning a hospital birth, I would recommend getting a home birth kit just in case. It's gonna give you a lot of ease of mind and then if you happen to birth at home, you will have everything you need with you. Also for breastfeeding moms or soon to be breastfeeding if you're pregnant, think about what you might need for maybe breastfeeding problems like mastitis, research different things about latches, just have a lot of the information you need about breastfeeding. But for something like mastitis, antibiotics might be in short supply this winter if the virus gets worse. So think about home remedies, Do just do some research and get stocked up on what you might need. Even if you don't ever deal with mastitis, it can be really serious if you get it. And so it's just worth having something on hand just in case. For any moms who are formula feeding, consider breastfeeding or get really stocked up on formula. Formula may end up running out. People are gonna be really concerned about this because this is, with a young baby, it's the only way your baby gets nourished. So consider breastfeeding because it is just really nice. The milk is always there. It's just always right here. You're not going to run out of it. You don't have to go to the store for it. It's just very, very convenient. And it saves me a lot of worry about getting formula from the store. Now let's talk about some home remedies. So for babies first, ear infections are pretty common with babies. I have a video talking about ear infection remedies. Even just having something like olive oil and fresh garlic cloves on hand is going to clear up your baby's ear infection. But just whatever remedy you decide on, make sure you have it plenty stocked up. Make sure you have stuff for teething pain. I use homeopathic teething tablets and I went and bought a bunch of little bottles on Amazon, so we're pretty stocked up for a long time. Also have some generic baby Tylenol or aspirin on hand, even if you don't generally use them, which I don't unless the babies have a fever. It's good to have some on hand just in case because you never know. And I know Tylenol is horrible, I absolutely hate it, but sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do and if, they're, if they have a really bad fever and you can't take them to the hospital or something, it's gonna be really important to have. Also make sure you have adult Tylenol or some sort of fever reducer. And if you're concerned about 
taking Tylenol, take some milk thistle capsules with it and it'll help protect your liver. Let's move on to herbal remedies. I love herbal remedies. So I just wanna talk about my main ones that I made sure that I had stocked up for this coming winter. It is too late here in Montana to start an herb garden, but you could start one inside. You can totally start an herb garden inside and put it in your windowsill so it gets plenty of sunlight. And maybe in some other areas, it's still early enough, early enough to start some herbs outside. But for herbs that you can't grow, make sure you buy them dried in bulk. Elderberries are gonna be super hard to find. This is just one of the main immune boosting herbs out there. So I made sure to buy a bunch. I bought like three pounds and that will probably last us through the winter. There will also be a shortage of mullion, astragalus, rose hips, and a lot of those really great immune boosting respiratory herbs. So just do some research, find some places where you can buy them dried and in bulk. If you're growing them, learn how to preserve them. If you want to dry them or make tinctures or whatever you want to do, just do all your research now. Start making your elderberry syrup and taking it daily. We st usually start taking it in September. There is very promising research that shows that elderberries actually prevent the COVID virus to attaching to your cellular wall. We already know that it protects against the flu and actually can help shorten the duration of the flu. And astragalus is a major immune boosting herb as well. So those combined, I like to make my elderberry syrup with astragalus root in it. And those combined are just a really great combination. Mullion is fabulous for respiratory health. You can actually smoke it and it'll clear out all the gunk in your chest if you're having respiratory sickness. It'll clear out any excess mucus, which is really important when it comes to COVID because that's one of the main things with this virus in particular. It is also antibacterial and antiviral. Also not really related to immune boosting herbs for like sicknesses in the winter is red raspberry leaf tea. That is something that I always make sure I keep on hand since I'm in the baby having years of my life. It is just really, really great for women's health. Even if you aren't planning on having a baby, it's really great for taking for your monthly cycle, but it's specifically an herb for women's health. It acts as a uterine tonic, so if you're pregnant, it's really important to take this consistently. It'll help prepare your uterus for labor and make it shorter. You'll be less likely to need interventions like a C-section or forceps or stuff like that. I take it postpartum to help tone up my uterus again and help it heal faster. I take it monthly for my cycle, because again, since it helps tone your uterus, it helps cramps be more effective. It helps lessen the pain of cramps. So if you're a lady who still has your period or you're pregnant or you're postpartum, I highly recommend stocking up on this herb. So those are all really important for your herbal medicine cabinet. Those are the main ones that I always make sure I stock up on. Obviously I have some other ones like echinacea, peppermint, chamomile, calendula. I have an absolute ton of herbs, but those are like the main ones that I feel like are most important if you can't afford to buy everything. <laughs> if you want a video of me talking about my entire herbal medicine cabinet, please let me know and I will work on doing that. The next thing that I made sure I was stocked up in kind of my natural medicine cabinet is essential oils. And I know not everyone's into this, but I am an absolutely huge essential oil junkie. And they're just a really huge part of how I heal my family. So I made sure to stock up on the main, just kind of generic oils that will work for a lot of things that we use the most. So I stocked up on lavender, lemon, malaleuca, which is also tea tree, peppermint. I got some wild orange. I also got some clary calm blend, which is what I use for period cramps every month. And I get all mine from doTERRA. So if you need some, make sure you order some now because from doTERRA shipping has been really long. It's been like weeks from the time you order to, to the time you actually get the essential oils. So if you want to stock up on those, make sure you order them now. Also, if you are on prescription medication, make sure you stock up on this if it's possible at all. Especially if it's something serious or life-threatening, if you have to take your medicine, this should be a huge priority for you. I used to be on a medication for my thyroid, so to me, this is something that's kind of like near and dear to just something that I used to worry about. So I like totally 
understand how important it is. I have Graves' disease, and again, I used to manage it through medication, and I've actually been able to really heal my thyroid, and I manage it now through diet and herbs. So I'm gonna make sure that I stock up on my herbal tinctures from my naturopath that I use to kind of manage my thyroid. Another really great thing that you should consider getting is an EMT grade first aid kit. We may not have the healthcare system at our fingertips all the time at some point, so it's important to have a knowledge and just a skill set of how to heal and treat minor ailments and wounds at home. You should have things on hand like bandages, a suture kit, alcohol like vodka, rubbing alcohol. Even if you never use it, it's worth having on hand just for how nice it will be. If something actually happens and you need to use it, it's gonna be so handy to have. So that is my list. Of course, there are a ton of other things that you could use, but I didn't wanna go into everything or this would be a ridiculously long video. <laughs> but these are just kind of like the main topics maybe to get you thinking about some things that you might need. Just think about the things that your family goes through on a regular basis and also some emergency items and stock up on those. Just take it one step at a time. This is actually more of a lifestyle change than just something you do one time. This is not just for COVID. This is just something that you change for your life. Just focus on one category at a time and one item at a time. Slowly, as you go about your life, just add to your stash. When you go to the store, just buy one extra can of food. It doesn't have to be overwhelming or expensive at all. It, it can just be more of a slow mindset change. So I hope this video was helpful in just giving you some ideas of things you should stock up on. To me, it is very, very important to be prepared, even if nothing happens. Like, this stuff will not go to waste, especially the food items. If anything, you'll just not have to go to the store as often as I said, and I totally feel like having a food storage especially is more important than even having a bank account. It's just gonna give you a lot more security and protection on so many levels. I just hope this gave you some inspiration. I also have a blog post with all these ideas, so if you want it all written out, I will link that below. Thank you for listening. Your support means a lot. Don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Wilson Family Homestead and YouTube at Wilson Homestead. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It really helps us out. Thanks for following along.